Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church. We are located in Evansville, Indiana. We are a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. This is edition number two of season eight as we now uh, are working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. This morning we continue in paragraph one of chapter one on the Holy Scripture, but let's pray first and then we'll uh, complete this paragraph, uh, Lord willing, in this devotional. Let's pray. Father, as we now come to your word and we come to these matters that are so vitally important to us, uh, matters pertaining to your word, to the Holy Scriptures, to the bread of life, to that which feeds us and nourishes us, strengthens us for the journey uh, that is before us. We pray that we would uh, have understanding into your word, that you would give us the grace that we need. We pray that your spirit would teach us and that we would examine these things uh, in light of your word. We ask that you'd forgive us for our sins and our transgressions and you would be gracious to us. Even now we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, in the Monday edition uh, yesterday, we considered the matter related to general and special revelation. We talked about how general revelation does display the glory of God. It preaches, it proclaims his presence, it proclaims his existence into the world, and, and it prangs the consciences of men made in his image that they know that there is a God um, who has made all things. We talked about special revelation, and now we're going to look more seriously at this question of special revelation as it is related to the uh, opening paragraph of the standards. And there, jumping right into the middle of paragraph one, we read, Therefore it pleased the Lord at sundry times and in divers manners to reveal himself and to declare that his will unto his church and afterwards for the better preserving and propagating of the truth and for the more sure establishment and comfort of the church against the corruption of the flesh, the malice of Satan and of the world to commit the same holy unto writing which maketh the holy scripture to be most necessary. Those former ways of God's revealing his will unto his people being now ceased. Now those former ways were matters related to dreams, related to um direct revelation of God to the people. Um, and now we have given to us in the 66 canonical books uh, that we know as the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, we have the mind of God communicated. That is to say that we have everything necessary that we might live a godly life. In faith and practice, we have all that is needful uh, given to us by God, written down and given to us. Now, there are some things to note from this uh, concluding section of this paragraph. We note first that it pleased the Lord to do this. This is what he determined to do. It pleased him to do this, to reveal himself and to declare that his will unto his church. And therefore, then, there to do that in such a way as to uh, inscripturate those things that we might have a record of the will of God uh, for us. And so we note that in the phrase, for the better preserving and propagating of the truth and for the more sure establishment and comfort of the church. Now we live in a very difficult world. We live in a world full of, of those that would oppose the gospel. We live in a world that, uh, of people who hate Christ and hate God and hate the gospel. 
And we as a church are often battered and bruised by those around us, and we need that comfort that the Scriptures bring to us uh, on a daily basis. And so God determined to place the Word of God in front of His people. And so we see, as we continue reading, that this comfort of the church happens against the corruption of the flesh, that is, you and me, uh, our sinful natures, that are uh, often prone to going its own way and doing its own thing. The Word of God is designed to hem us in and keep us on the path that leads uh, to righteousness. The malice of Satan, his, the wiles of our enemy, uh, his devices. Uh, we read of those things in the Word of God. We recognize through the Scriptures how we may combat the world, the flesh, and the devil. And... Um, the matters relating to our culture, our world that is all around us. And so this was all committed to writing in which we have in the 66 canonical books of Scripture. We also note in this paragraph that this was necessary. It was necessary. Why? For God's sake? No, for our sake. We needed the Word of God. We have need of His mind, His will. We have need of that which He communicates to His church. We have need of it. He does not. And so He gives this to us as an act of grace. It's a kindness of God to give us the Word of God that we might learn and understand His will in all things. And so it's vitally important that we, uh, we consider some of the aspects related to uh, the scriptures themselves. In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of Satan, he, he says as much when Satan comes to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now we have that word given to us in the Holy Scriptures, written down for us, penned for us. Now, it's interesting, the comparison that the Savior makes here when he talks about the bread, that, uh, that man shall not live by bread alone. He's talking about food. He's talking about the sustenance. He's talking about the things that are necessary for the body to live. But he compares that, he parallels that also with this every word that comes from the mouth of God. Put a different way, if you fail to eat, if you refuse to eat real food, you will die. It's as simple as that. But the same truth is applied to the scriptures. If you fail to read them, if you fail to take advantage of them as this act of God's grace, this, 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 this that was so necessary for the good of the church and the good of God's people, you will shrivel up and die spiritually. And so you need the scriptures. Long ago, uh, we read in, in Hebrews chapter 1 that, uh, you know, long ago and in many ways and in many uh, times, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. And we have the words of His Son. We have the words of the Spirit of God, the triune God, given to us in the Scriptures. We also note uh, Paul's admonition in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that all Scripture is breathed out by God. That is to say, it's given by inspiration of God. We'll cover that in a later edition, exactly what all that means. But what we do note that this which is so necessary for us is not a waste of time. 
to sit and read the Word of God every day, to, to meditate upon the Scriptures. This book of the law shall not depart from, my from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. These activities, these spiritual disciplines that God has given to the church, the means, they are not waste, they're not a waste of time. Paul says it's profitable. Financial term, we know what a profit looks like. Everybody in business seeks a profit. They want more money. They want to make more money than they spend. In your household, you, you want more money uh, coming in than is going out. Well, in the wor- when, when you spend time reading Scripture, when you spend time in God's Word, it is a profitable thing for you. And what, are they, what is it profitable for? It's profitable for teaching. We, we learn about the God of heaven. We learn about his ways. We learn about his commands. We learn about all the things that he requires of us. Our, our shorter catechism tells us in the opening uh, question, uh, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. The very next question, what rule hath God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? The word of God which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, is the only rule to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy Him. And so we learn about Him and what He demands of us, what He expects of His creatures, what He expects of His redeemed people. It corrects us, it reproves us, it trains us in godliness and righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped, for every good work. Now, it goes without saying, I think, but I'm going to say it anyway. You fail to involve your life in the Word of God. You will not be equipped for the task at hand. You will be creamed by the enemy. The world will run right over you. You will not be equipped for the battle that is before you. The Apostle Paul, he references the scriptures as so vital in the life of the Christian at the end of his letter to the church at Ephesus when he talks about the whole armor of God and he talks about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The offensive weapon in the hand of a believer is God's Word, and that's exactly what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4 as he combated Satan and the temptations that he faced there. And so these things are useful for us. They're good for us. They help us fight against the corruption of the flesh and the malice of Satan and of the world. These things are needful. And so, brothers and sisters, commit yourself to reading God's Word. And I don't mean just reading it. I don't mean just going through the motions, checking off the box and Bible reading plans. It's the first of the year and everybody's all revved up about reading through the whole Bible. And there's nothing wrong with that. I do that and, and I would encourage that. You know, read it for information. Read it for knowledge and facts and players and people and, and stories and events. And those are all important, good things. But also, spend time in serious study of God's Word. That is to say, pick something. Perhaps there's a struggle in your life, a particular sin matter. Maybe you're prone to worry or anxiety. Maybe, you're, maybe it's, it's some other issue. I picked that one because that's mine. Um, look up passages in the Bible that speak to that issue. Meditate upon it. Memorize it. Think through it. Keep a journal. Write down your thoughts. Pray over it. Most importantly, take advantage of the preaching of God's Word. Uh, every time the, 
you gather on the Lord's Day and you worship with the people of God and you hear the Word of God, you're hearing the living voice of Christ speaking to you through an ordained minister insofar as he's faithful to the Word of God. Take advantage of that. Use that throughout your week. It's a built-in devotional. Here at Providence, we have now we have two worship services. There's more than enough information in both of those sermons that you would run out of days. To, more than enough information is given in those sermons that you can fixate and meditate upon things, look up the cross-references, let, your, uh, let yourself go as you examine the Scriptures like the Bereans and seek these things out. It is the primary means of grace for God's people. And if God's people would only take advantage of the Word of God preached, the church would be so much stronger than it currently is. And so here, this opening chapter sets forth not only the, uh, the, the determination of a holy God to reveal himself to his creatures, he, the, it also shows us that the ways in which he has done that. And we have the way now. We need no other thing. We have the mind of God given to us and the very word of God inscripturated. Those 66 books from Genesis to Revelation, we have all that is necessary for life and godliness. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Wednesday edition, when we begin to look at paragraphs 2 and 3 of the opening chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith, may the Lord help you today. May you spend time in His Word. May you think on it, memorize it, seek to bring forth fruit of it in your life. God bless.